0: by Leon Ross. Before I met Prince in 1995, I like to think we had a moment. I think it was the year before, at some rap party. So long ago. There was a rumor he was in town, but after several hours skulking around the room, waiting, with other hopefuls, I gave up and left. As I walked out onto the pavement, cursing, I suddenly saw him dart out of a side door. We both stopped, I'm sure my mouth fell open. He twinkled at me and then dived into a car. On the day of our interview, I kept him waiting because his security wanted to frisk me and there was no woman to do it. When I walked through the door, he grinned like a little boy and said, Yes, a black woman. No one can ever again tell me I am not black enough because Prince told me so. He smelled sweeter than any man I have ever been close to, patchouli. He was burning far too much incense. He moved on the balls of his feet, like a dancer. We sat on a sofa. Our knees touched. The room was a ridiculous Arabian Nights parody, draped material in pinks and purples. I did not want him to think I was crazy. I wanted to be professional. I was 26 years old and I could not fucking believe I was breathing the same air in the same room as Prince. I earnestly thanked him for the music and tried to ask my first question. He interrupted, what's your favorite song? I said, old friends for sale. He laughed, now where did you get that? this was when you could only get it on bootleg. I said, come on now, Prince, and he winced. I said, what do you want me to call you? He said, my friends don't call me anything. I rolled my eyes. I rolled my fucking eyes at Prince. He laughed. He wouldn't take his dark glasses off. As we sank into it, I complained. I told him I couldn't see his pretty eyes, that I had been waiting on an island to see them, all my life. He shook his head, teasing me. So I looked straight at him through those glasses for the rest of the interview, so he would have the impression I was looking into his eyes. He realized what I was doing, became amused, restless. Wagged his finger at me, you were clever. Took the glasses off. sighed at my delight, like a strip tease. Put them on again. He wanted to know about Jamaica. I told him we were listening to him. I told him I once dated a man because he was a Prince fan. Prince, did you sleep with him? me yes eyebrow because of me me no i loved him prince that's the right answer he was so funny we laughed so much at one point he laughed so hard he fell into my lap in my lap and i couldn't even be aroused by this man who had aroused me for so many years because i was so shocked hours passed there were other journalists outside waiting and cussing, and Prince kept sending his frantic publicist away with a flick of his finger. He kept switching and changing topics, trying to confuse me, trying to control it all. Such a control freak. He was so kind. I asked him if he'd ever fucked Kylie Minogue. Just like that. He said, somebody wrote that shit. He told me that he spent every Sunday at Rosie Gaines' house and ate fried chicken, but nobody was writing about that and why not? I knew he was telling me that because I was a big woman sitting in front of him, I also knew he said it because he meant it. He told me that his next video, Most Beautiful Girl in the World, would deliberately include women of all colors and shapes, and that Warner never let him do that. He cussed the music industry. He played me Pussy Control and Gold from his then-unreleased album. He suddenly slapped my thigh and said, I know you. And then told me about our rap party moment, completely without prompting, girl, your face. He talked about his relationship with food, everything in that description sounded like bulimia, to me. He looked sad, shaken, thin, then. I touched the back of his hand. It was the moment of the interview, the most authentic. You learn that, as a journalist. When they forget the interview and talk like humans, then gather themselves and go off the record. He was so political. He was so fucking black he reminded me of every black man I have ever loved, brothers, lovers, friends. The publicist came in, I had been granted 20 minutes and it was over 3 hours. We were gazing at each other, nothing sexual, I was just trying to hold him there by sheer force of will. And then I had a moment, Jesus fucking Christ, I'm talking to Prince. And my gaze wavered. And he wavered. And the cursed publicist beseeched. And then it was done. We were standing up. He was hugging me, this amazing, bruised, astonishing person and I believed everything, anything was possible. But then he always made me feel that way. I could be light-skinned and black. I could be bisexual and fine. I could be mischievous. Men could wear eyeliner and heels. Women could talk about sex. The first song of his I ever heard was I Wanna Be Your Lover. He gave me permission to feel the heat between my legs, man. With no shame. I realized now that the very first time I saw Prince, I experienced him as a breathing embodiment of my own sexuality. That was why it felt so profound and strange. Part of me always felt like a big brown-eyed, high-heeled, shimmying, whip-thin boy. His existence validated my androgyny. After the interview, I reeled out. He liked that, one of his people smiled at me. He said if all interviews were like that, he'd do more. Later, I watched him on stage, front row. I was the only person in the room who could sing along to Pussy Control with him, because I was the only one who knew the lyrics. He laughed with me from the stage and touched my hand. I have such wonderful friends, but the subset of us who were children of the revolution hold a special place in my heart. People are sending me messages like Prince was my family, saying they're sorry for my loss. It's not strange, everyone who knows me, and some who don't, associated me with him which I find funny. See, I love Prince to my marrow, and yes, I was that girl who wore a jaunty raspberry beret throughout my first year of university, but I stopped being obsessed with him on the white-hot level years ago. Ever since I met him and accepted anything was possible. Which was his very best gift to me. A little girl from Jamaica fulfilled her most unlikely dream. As my mum said, the day I met him, you can die happy, now. And I thought, no, I've got things to do. That was 20 years ago, and I've been doing those things. I publish fiction now, my first love. I was on my way out to do a reading when I saw the news. I froze. I thought, he'd want me to go. I'm sure the man forgot about me years ago. But he was a perfectionist, like me. An artist. Like me. Jesus Christ, Prince. I am like you. So I went. And I did a fucking amazing reading. I just can't stop shivering. I knew one day he'd die. And that I'd cry until I puked. Or something. I fervently wished it would never happen. I wanted to die before him. I did, I did, I did. Prince is not dead. He is not dead. Too much an IE Christian Dome Baby 7 Join Repetition Starfish and Coffee 1999 Darla Nikifori Berry Berry Thieves. In the temple uptown, Little Aret Corvette Wendova grind Insatiable Life. I was her girlfriend, greatest romance for sold. Party man, pop computer, blue right back here in your arm seats about that. Wakona sat at a time, face down, but a dance. Daddy pop, no thing, comparestoy, adora, pink, cashmere, adori sign alphabet, street, laddie, cab driver. International over, got a broken heart again, head, get off a of life kiss, private joy, controversy, race, litigo. E wonder. Under the cherry, moon mountains, Baisley Park, count day, scream, soft passion, and talk to strangers. If you set your mind free, baby, maybe you'll understand. All work published on Media Diversified is the intellectual property of its writers. Please do not reproduce, republish or repost any content from this site without express written permission from Media Diversified. For further information, please see our reposting guidelines. Dash. Leone Ross is a critically acclaimed novelist, short story writer, editor and teacher. She has been doing these things for more than 30 years. Her collection, Come Let Us Sing Anyway, will be published by People Tree Press in spring 2017. She is a senior lecturer in creative writing at Roehampton University in London. Her first novel was named after a lyric in the Prince song, Race. Her next novel, This One Sky Day, is about a chef addicted to hallucinogenic butterflies. It is all multicolored and strange and playful, like the way she imagines the inside of Prince's head. Lenaross.com The Morning Papers is a collection of pieces about Prince. In April, music lost a singer and musician, but we writers also lost a poet. Whether it was his characters, or his line-by-line precision and intimacy, Prince was every bit the alchemist of words as well as music. In this space writers were invited to talk about the artist, in whatever context they desired. Curated by Sharmila Chauhan